Welcome to Scarlet Tavern. Grab a drink, take a seat, and let's begin. On tonight's episode, let's dive back into the deep end of the Scientology pool, because hey, who needs lifeguards when you've got Xenu guarding your spiritual well-being? This is Scarlet Tavern. Alright, so... You are just, you're going to ride that Xeno pony right oh, to yeah. the ah, you know it. Oh, yeah. You and there's a t-shirt idea. Kayla, the, Viking, the Viking GM riding a pony named Xenu. Xenu, yeah. yes. Yes. I wonder what Xenu would look like. Um, oh, do the AI generator. That's what I'm about Xenu. to do. Z I'm just putting, <laughs> uh, I'm just putting Xenu and seeing what it brings up. Um, okay. All right, so um, please share it with us. Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm gonna see what the AI generator thinks Xenu looks like. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we're gonna dive a little bit deeper, go into the arc and KRC triangles. Um, talk about how they Scientologists viewed Hubbard. Um, different ceremonies that they have, wedding services, stuff like that. So, the ARC and KRC triangles are concept maps, which show a relationship between three concepts to form another concept. These two triangles are present in the Scientology symbol. The lower triangle, the arc triangle, is a summary representation of the knowledge the Scientologist strives for. It encompasses affinity, affection, love, or liking, reality, consensual reality, and communication, the exchange of ideas. Scientology teaches that improving one of three aspects of the triangle increases the level of the other two, but communication is held to be the most important. The upper triangle is the KRC triangle, layers KRC uh, positing a similar relationship between knowledge, responsibility, and control. Among Scientologists, the letters ARC are used as an affectionate greeting and personal communication, for example, at the end of a letter. Social problems are ascribed to breakdowns in ARC. In other words, a lack of agreement on reality, a failure to communicate effectively, or a failure to develop affinity. These can take the form of overts, harmful acts against, an, uh, against another, either intentionally or by omission, which is usually followed by withholds, efforts to conceal the wrongdoing, which further increase the level of tension in the relationship. Scientologists view Hubbard as an extraordinary man, but do not worship him as a deity. They regard him as the preeminent operating Thetan who remained on Earth in order to show others the way to spiritual liberation, the man who discovered the source of human misery and technology, allowing everyone to recognize their true potential. I could tell you the source of human misery. One word. Taxes. Yeah. Well, hopefully this freaking tax bill actually goes through. Don't give me hope, dude. Dude, it's it's actually doing really well right now. Mm. Which, for those that don't know, there's a tax bill going around right now that's being presented into Congress that into Senate and Congress that 
will eliminate federal income tax. You will instead pay state taxes at a higher rate, of course, um, but that rate is according to each state. It's allowed for the state to govern that rate. So you will pay, like right now here in Kentucky, it's 6% for uh, any sales tax. Um, that sales tax will probably increase to 10, 11, 12, but you're also not paying income tax. So you're getting more money. Um, it's also talking about eliminating the IRS completely. No need for the IRS. That. I think everybody can get behind that. They're saying that if this goes through, the IRS would be eliminated by 2027. Um, and then what would happen is you would still get tax refunds, but they would be the same every year. So based off of your family, certain situations in your family, kind of like how it is now, it's just not off what you paid in taxes. It's based off of a certain stipulations of the family. You get X amount of dollars. Um, they haven't told what the minimum is, what any of the stipulations are, but you would get that same amount every year until your family dynamic changes. You have a kid, death of a family member, something like that. Um, but you would get that same amount every year, so you always know what you are getting. Mm. So, be really interesting if it goes through. Yeah. I'd be very... It, it would be a very, very good thing. Um... um Church of Scientology management frames Hubbard's physical death as dropping his body to pursue higher levels of research not possible with an earthbound body. Scientologists often refer to Hubbard affectionately as Ron, and many refer to him as their friend. The church operates a calendar in which 1950, the year in which Hubbard's book Dianetics was published, it's considered year zero, the beginning of an era. Years after that date are referred to as A.D. for after Dianetics. They've also buried copies of his writings preserved on stainless steel discs in a secure underground vault, the hope of preserving them from major catastrophe. The church's view of Hubbard is presented in their authorized biography of him, their Ron series of magazines, and their L. Ron Hubbard Life Exhibition in Los Angeles. The church oh, we need to go to that. <laughs> uh, the yes. church's accounts of Hubbard's life have been characterized as being largely uh, hagiographical, seeking to present him as a person of exceptional character, morals, and intelligence. Critics of Hubbard and his church claim that many of the details of his life as, per as he presented it were false, each church org maintains an office set aside for Hubbard in perpetuity, set out to imitate those he used in life, and will typically also have busts of him on display. In 2005, the church set out certain locations associated with his life as L. Ron Hubbard landmark sites that Scientologists can visit. These are in the U.S., U.K., and South Africa. Uh, these are considered to be pilgrimage sites for adherents. Many Scientologists travel to St. Hill Manor as a form of pilgrimage, which, as we discussed in part one, is the house that L. Ron Hubbard lived in and he bought in the UK. Um, 
ceremonies overseen by the church fall into two main categories, Sunday services and ceremonies marking particular events in a person's life. The latter include weddings, child naming ceremonies, and funerals. Friday services are held to commemorate the completion of a person's services during the prior week. Ordained Scientology ministers may perform such rites. However, these services and the clergy who perform them play only a minor role in Scientologists' lives. The church's Sunday services begin with the minister giving a short welcoming speech, after which they read aloud the principles of Scientology and oversee a silent prayer. They then read a text by Hubbard and either give their own sermon or play a recording of Hubbard lecturing. The congregation may then ask the minister questions about what they have just heard. Next, prayers are offered for justice, religious freedom, spiritual advancement, and for gaining understanding of the Supreme Being. Announcements will then be read out, and finally the service will end with a hymn or playing of music. Some church members regularly attend these services, whereas others go rarely or never. Services can be poorly attended, although are open for anyone to attend, including non-Scientologists. Let's fucking do it. Interesting. Okay. Let's do it. So I want to know, what hymns are they singing? They don't uh, believe in. They don't believe in God. I think they're just playing music. What hymn? Like, like what hymn books? The the. Van Halen, Stairway to Heaven. The the, hymn of the body said the floor. The hymn of Zenu. Yeah. I just and who do they pray play. to? Maybe Xanadu. Xanadu. <laughs> okay, for a bunch of people who claim this isn't a religion, it's like you have Sunday it's services, a typical there are church service, and hymnals. It's like, I, I and then I and then they roll like, out the they roll out the AV cart, like yeah, like in yeah. school, and right. you gotta watch this this old ass man talk about himself. I did remember hearing something about like there were like Scientology centers have offices that are set up like. Hubbard's office the day he dies so that he, he'll just come back into his office no matter where he shows up. Stupid. I, I would I'm, just, I'm totally, I totally want to dress like L. Ron Hubbard and just walk into a Scientology building. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk by, morning, Cheryl, yeah. and just walk into, your, yes. walk into his office. <laughs> just sit down. Oh my God. That would be great. <laughs> and you just start like, ha! Left it right there. Yeah. Like, ah. That's where my dildo was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dildo of Xenu. <laughs> Hentai tentacle porn. Uh, wow. from, what we, from what we were reading back in part one, and I think also part two, he got some weird shit. So. Oh, yeah. He, he, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he wanted to fuck Xenu nice and hard. Um... <sighs> There are two main celebrations each year. The first, the birthday event, celebrates Hubbard's birthday each March 13th. The second, the May 9th event, marks the date on which Dianetics was first published. The main celebrations of these events take place at the church's Clearwater headquarters, of course, which are filmed and then distributed to other church centers across the world. On the following weekend, this footage is screened at these centers so church members elsewhere can gather to watch it. Course, it's so in you, Florida. So you literally, hey, like, hey, let's go to Sunday service and just watch people having a party. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That it happens hey. in regular churches too. Mm -hmm. So trust me, 
Um, at church wedding services, the two partners are requested to remain faithful and assist each other. These weddings employ Scientological terminology, for instance, with the minister asking those being married if they have communicated their love to each other and mutually acknowledge this. The church's naming ceremony for infants is designed to help orient a thetan in its new body and introduce it to its godparents. During the ceremony, the minister reminds the child's parents and godparents of their duty to assist the newly born thetan and to encourage it towards spiritual freedom. Church funerals may take place in the home or the chapel. If in the latter, there is a procession to the altar before which the coffin is placed atop a catafalque. What uh, is a so a catafalque is a raised uh, buyer box or similar platform, often movable. Um, it was used in Roman Catholicism. Uh, like uh, really old. I've never heard of this. Roman Catholic Requiem Mass. Um, it was used to stand in place of the body at the absolution of the dead or used during masses of the dead and all souls day. Bring out your dead. Bring out I'm your not dead, dead yet. Feeling <coughs> better. I might pull through. <laughs> no, you're looking worse. Um, I just love the monks. He normally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the minister reminds those assembled about reincarnation and urges the thetan of the deceased to move on and take a new body. The formal ordination of ministers features the new minister reading aloud the auditor's code and the code of Scientologists and promising to follow them. The new minister is then presented with the eight-pronged cross of the church on a chain. So, for an organization that is definitely not a religion, they have... The eight-pronged cross, which is used in Catholicism. Yep. Uh, I would. Can you show me a picture? Is there yep. a picture of what Scientology... There, because as the Catholic, as the the one Catholic in this conversation, I kind of want to see this. I'm so curious. the, um, it was. I'm sorry, not Catholicism. It was uh, French Protestants. Um, it is. You would know it better as the Maltese Cross. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the Maltese that's Cross is what they fun. use. So I say, that's not Catholic. That's not Catholic cross. Um, Scientology is vehemently opposed to psychiatry and psychology. Psychiatry rejected Hubbard's theories in the early 1950s, and in 1951, Hubbard's wife Sarah consulted doctors who recommended he be committed to a private sanatorium for psychiatric observation and treatment of a mental ailment known as paranoid schizophrenia. <laughs> and there you are, right there. <laughs> Paranoid schizophrenic. Um, I mean, obviously he never got diagnosed, so we'll never really truly know if he was a paranoid schizophrenic. I, after reading everything about him, I, I think he's more huckster than paranoid schizoid. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never obviously met L. Ron Hubbard. So. I definitely I did, think... I did in a previous life. I met him Was 54 this... million years ago. Oh. I only met him 52. Yeah, I've known him yeah. longer. Mm. Um, 
Hubbard can't appreciate him like we can. Hubbard yeah. taught that psychiatrists were responsible for a great many wrongs in the world, saying that psychiatry has at various times offered itself as a tool for political suppression and that psychiatry spawned the ideology which fired Hitler's mania, turned the Nazis into mass murderers, and created the Holocaust. Well, goddamn. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Shit. Yeah, you want to you talk about... You think, uh, guys, you think L. Ron Hubbard had an axe to grind with psychiatry? Yeah. Wow. Um... Hubbard created the anti-psychiatry organization Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which operates psychiatry and industry of death and anti-psychiatry <laughs> museum. Yes! Where is, I want to see this, this place. This, yeah, I was about to say, this I want to see. Just it's in Los I Angeles. Okay. Seriously, everything is in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, that's where he was based out of. Well, I mean, consider Los Angeles. I mean, the opening event was attended by well-known Scientologists Priscilla Presley, Lisa Marie Presley, Jenna Elfman, Danny Masterson, Giovanni Ripsey, Catherine Bell, and Archer, and Leah Remini. Giovanni wow. Ripsey is a Scientologist? Yeah. Huh? Yeah? Unfortunately. I liked him, too. Yeah, same here. I was about to say, uh, Danny Masterson? Yeah, well, they might want to distance himself from all the crap he's been accused of. Yeah, um, Jenna Elfman, who was in a show called Dharma. She was Dharma and Dharma and Greg. Oh, uh, I, I remember that show. I like that. Uh, that she's show. been in Doctor Doolittle, all of that stuff. I know um, Catherine Bell. She was in that god awful sh show Jag. She was in Jag. Yeah, she's also did a. She was in Army Wives. Um, then Ann Archer is. Uh, has been in Fatal Attraction. Um, she was Beth in Fatal Attraction. Uh, Clear and Present Danger. Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ghost Whisperer. She's been in a ton of stuff. Um, but yeah, there. And of course, everybody knows who Priscilla Presley and Lisa Marie Presley are. Um, rest in peace, Lisa Marie. Um,. But yeah, so from 1969, CCHR has campaigned in opposition to psychiatric treatments, electroconclusive shock therapy, electroconvulsive shock therapy, lobotomy, and drugs such as Ritalin and Prozac. According, I've taken, ri taken Ritalin before. According to the official Church of Scientology website, the effects of medical and psychiatric drugs whether painkillers, tranquilizers, or antidepressants are as disastrous as illegal drugs. I mean, they're not they wrong. Really they're though? not wrong. Well, the thing about Ritalin and just ADHD medicine, I can tell you, like I said, I'm actually diagnosed with ADHD and have taken medicine for it. What? Shut up. <laughs> um, from basically the sixth grade, I mean, sixth grade, second grade to high school, I don't take it now. I'm fine. Um, oh, are you though? Well, are you though? Um, <laughs> essentially, when it boils down to it, way back in the day, there was a whole mountain of misdiagnosis. People, kids oh, just yeah. acting, kids just acting rambunctious. Says, oh my god, they have ADHD. Give them Ritalin, and then they're yeah. like, why is he going at the speed of Mach 10? Because 
because with people who don't have ADHD, yep. you've basically given your kids speed. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a great me, thing. With it's me, I take it, I slow down and actually focus. Yeah, you need to start taking it. It's it's a great thing. I mean, I wouldn't know. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that if you don't have ADHD. No, it's... Yeah, no, these, these medicines should never be taken unless you actually have been diagnosed by a psychiatrist, which I was. Sure. I... Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's this for serious? <laughs> That's what the AI generator thinks Xenu looks like. Oh, oh hell yeah, okay. I love the one in the top left corner. It looks right? like a disembodied head. Uh, Alright, so... That is awesome. <coughs> internal church documents reveal the intent of eradicating psychiatry and replacing them with therapies from Scientology. The church is headquartered at the Flag Lane base in Clearwater, Florida. Oh. West coast of Florida. Um, Why is it always Florida? Yeah, all you weirdos from Florida. Listen to this. This base covers 2 million square feet and compromises 50 buildings. Wow. Jesus Christ. 2 million square feet. That's um, probably I, about as big. I don't know how big really in numbers, but that's probably almost as big as the Vatican. So, um, Walt Disney World is 43 square miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see, I'm trying to do the math. So, 127,000 acres. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay, so there is like one acre is point zero zero one square mile. So. How many square miles is that, this place? Uh, is 2 million square feet. I'm sorry. Hold on. Two. It is 45 acres. So a little bit bigger than Disney. That's bigger than the Vatican. The Vatican's about... No, Di- Disney's 27,000 acres. 27,000, okay. Yeah, Disney is much larger. But still, that's total... yeah. that's only one of their places. That's crazy. And they're in a lot of places. So, the church operates on a uh, hierarchical and top-down basis, being largely bureaucratic in structure claims to be the only true voice of Scientology. The internal structure of Scientology organizations is strongly bureaucratic with a focus on statistics-based management. Organizational operating budgets are performance-related and subject to frequent reviews. By 2011, the church was claiming over 700 centers in 65 countries. Wow. Smaller centers are called missions, 
The largest number of these are in the U.S., with the second largest number being in Europe. Missions are established by missionaries who, in church terminology, are called mission holders. Church members can establish a mission wherever they wish, but they must fund it themselves. The missions are not financially supported by the central church organization. Mission holders must purchase all the necessary material from the church. As of 2001, the mission starter pack was $35,000. So, I'm going to tell you this. So, the way a normal missionary works is they are backed by a church where the church will raise money during their church services. Any money that is given during the offering is then donated to the the missionary that that missionary then uses that funding to go to whatever country establish a church a school whatever i know the church that i grew up in uh helped establish like six or seven different schools and churches in china africa all of that um mm. but normally missionaries are not very well off they are well, no, usually they... very very poor i mean well and i know with some of the uh in the catholic church there are some missionary orders of priests and nuns there i mean they take about poverty they live oh yeah in the same almost the exact same conditions as the people that they preach and minister to so yeah um so having to pay thirty five thousand dollars to be a missionary is nuts um each mission or org is a corporate entity established as a licensed franchise and operating as a commercial company. Each franchise sends parts of its earnings, which have been generated through beginner-level auditing, to the international management. Uh, it was observed that an entrepreneurial incentive system pervades the church, which individual members and organizations receiving payment for bringing in new people or for signing them up for more advanced services. So you're being paid a commission to bring people in. Um, the individual and collective performances of different members and missions are gathered, being called stats. Performances that are in improvement on the previous week are termed up stats. Those that show a decline are down stats. According to leaked tax documents, Church of Scientology International and Church of Spiritual Technology in the U.S., had a combined $1.7 billion in assets in 2012, wow. in addition to annual revenues estimated at $200 million a year. Wonder if fuck? we can find what it is wow. today. Um, oh, it's... That's crazy. Um, I know as of 2021 assets Assets just in the UK are 172 million. Um, rate 
Yeah, so Church of Scientology Australia, its main corporate entity, uh, 65.4 million from 2013 to 2019. Its assets nearly tripled to 172.4 million, while in Britain it grew at a similar rate. Wow. Um, and they, as of 2015, they make 200 million. I'm sure they make a lot more now. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a report from 1993, and it's saying that Scientologists report assets of $400 million in 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so $1.7 billion in 2012. Um, the Sea Org is the church's primary management unit. Uh, containing the highest ranks in the church hierarchy, uh, its member uh, its members called the church's clergy. Its members are often recruited from the children of existing Scientologists and sign up to a billion year contract to serve the church. Oh, is that all? Yeah, yeah, no biggie. I'm just uh, so the cast of Dungeon and Magi needs to sign a billion year contract. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, you are not allowed to go anywhere or I can sue you for everything you're worth um, I'm not worried Can't you, will sh- hear from, you, you, are, you will hear from my attorney Zeno at, Zeno at law <laughs> um, Kent described that for adult Sea Org members with minor children their work obligations took priority damaged parent-child relations and has led two cases of severe child neglect and endangerment. The Church of Scientology International, CSI, coordinates all other branches. In 1982, it founded the Religious Technology Center to oversee the application of its methods. Missionary activities overseen by the Scientology Missions International established in 1981. The Rehabilitation Project Force, RPF, is the church's disciplinary program one which deals with Sea Org members deemed to have seriously deviated from its teachings. When Sea Org members are found guilty of a violation, they are assigned to the RPF. They will often face a hearing, the Committee of Evidence, which determines if they will be sent to the RPF. The RPF operates out of several locations. They, uh, the RPF involves a daily regimen of five hours of auditing or studying, eight hours of work, often physical labor, such as building, renovation, and at least seven hours of sleep. Hey, at least you get your seven hours. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, that's better I mean, than the military does. Yeah, right. I got I'm two like, hours of sleep. I mean, this is their official punishment because, yeah, I mean, as we'll probably go figure as further along. And always what they do to their disciplinary members. Yeah. Um, Douglas E. Cowan and David G. Bromley state that scholars and observers have come to radically different conclusions about the RPF, whether it is voluntary or coercive, therapeutic or punitive. Critics have condemned RPF practices for violating human rights and criticized the church for placing children as young as 12 into the RPF, engaging them in forced labor and denying access to their parents, violating Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights. RPF has contributed to characterizations of the church as a cult. <gasps> no shit, no. Sherlock. Yeah, really. No. Um, the Office of Special Affairs, or OSA, formerly the Guardian's Office, uh, keep in mind this is the one that uh, 
infiltrated the CIA and all of that. Um, they are a department of the Church of Scientology, which has been characterized as a non-state intelligence agency. Is targeted critics of the organization for dead agent operations, which is mounting character assassination operations against perceived enemies. A 1990 article in the Los Angeles Times reported that in, in the 1980s, the Scientology organization more commonly used private investigators, including former and current Los Angeles police officers, to give themselves a layer of protection in case embarrassing tactics were used and became public. Well, at least they're not hiring the Pinkertons like another yeah. organization mm -hmm. that we all know. Yeah. Um, and I will say with that, um, Osa, there was a woman. Um, it was called Operation Freakout. Um, so Paulette Cooper was a freelance journalist and author. She started researching Scientology. So she wasn't even a Scientologist. Okay. Ever. So she was just researching. She was researching, trying to expose them. Okay. Um, she took an article, put it into a full-length book. Uh, she wrote an article on the church for the British magazine Queen, which is now called Harper's Bazaar. Um, they sued and... They, I think they got some money. Um, she expanded her article into a full-length book, The Scandal of Scientology, A Chilling Examination of Nature, Beliefs, and Practices of the Now Religion. It was published in New York in the summer of 1971. They sued her, demanding 300000 for untrue, uh, libelous, and defam uh, defamatory statements about the church. They then decided to do... Uh, Operation Freakout, where they took, at that time, the Guardian's office, now OSA, um, they got uh, a senior official, um, the senior official, Jane Kember, sent a directive to Terry Milner, the deputy guard for the Intelligence United States, DGIUS, Instructing him to collect information about Paulette Cooper so that he could be so she could be handled. In response, mm. he ordered his subordinates to attack her in as many ways as possible and undertake wide-scale exposure of PC sex life, plan which was wow. named Operation Daniel. Uh, Cooper countersued on March 30th, 1972, de demanding 15.4 million in damages for the ongoing harassment. However, the church stepped up the harassment for, in, for instance, painting her name and phone number on the street walls so that she would receive obscene phone calls and subscribing her to pornographic mailing lists. <laughs> she awesome. also received anonymous death threats and her neighbors received letters claiming she had a venereal disease. Oh my God, that's great. I mean, oh, it, it, goes, it, goes, it gets better. In December 1972, the church launched a new attack called Operation Dynamite, an attempt to frame Cooper for supposedly making bomb threats against the Church of Scientology. That month, a woman ostensibly soliciting funds for United Farm Workers stole a quantity of stationery from Cooper's apartment. A few days later, the New York Church of Scientology, quote-unquote, received two anonymous bomb threats. 
The following May, Cooper was indicted for making the bomb threats and arraigned for a federal grand jury. Threats had been written on her stationery, which was marked with her fingerprints. The charges were eventually dropped in 75 with the filing of a no-prawl um, uh, order by the local U.S. Attorney's Office, but it was not until the fall of 77 that the FBI discovered that the bomb threats had been staged by the Guardian's office. Contemporary memorandum sent between two Guardian's office staff noted on a list of jobs successfully accomplished, conspired to entrap Miss Lovely into being arrested for a felony which she did not commit. She was arraigned for the crime. Church sued her again in 75 in the UK, the US, and Australia in 76. Um, it imported Cooper's books into foreign countries for the express purpose of suing her in jurisdictions where the libel laws were stricter than the US. Then for Operation Freakout, they had a woman. A woman was to imitate Paulette Cooper's voice and make telephone threats to Arab consulates in New York City. Number two, a threatening letter was to be mailed to an Arab consulate in such a fashion that it would appear to have been done by Paulette Cooper. Number three, a Scientologist volunteer was to impersonate Paulette Cooper at a laundromat, threaten the current president, Gerald Ford, and then Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. A second Scientologist would thereafter inform the FBI of the threat. Two additional plans were added to Operation Freakout. The fourth plan called for Scientologist agents to gather information from Cooper so that the success of the first three plans could be assessed. The fifth was for a Scientologist to warn an Arab consulate that by telephone that Paulette Cooper had been talking about bombing it. A sixth and final plan was added subsequently. It effectively a rerun of the 1972 plot requiring Scientologists to obtain Paulette Cooper's fingerprints on a blank piece of paper, type a threatening letter to Kissinger on that paper, and mail it. Guardian's office staff member Bruce Raymond noted in an internal memo this additional channel, the sixth plan, should really have put her away. Worked with all the other channels. The FBI already thinks she did the bomb threats on the C of S. Um, but yeah, so... Ultimately, it was never put into effect. Two Scientologist agents, Michael Meisner and Gerald Bennett Wolf, were caught in the act of attempted burglary at a courthouse in Washington, D.C. as part of the Guardian's office ongoing Operation Snow White, uh, as we talked about before, a criminal conspiracy by the Church of Scientology during the 70s pur to purge unfavorable records about Scientology and its founder, L. Ron Hubbard. Um, they were then preoccupied for the next year with attempts to hush up the scandal, even going to the lengths of kidnapping Meisner and holding him incommunicado to prevent him from testifying. Jesus. The church sought to bring a quick end to the dispute with Cooper in 76 when it proposed to settle with her on condition that she was not to republish or comment on the scandal of Scientology and agree to assign the book's copyrights to the Church of Scientology of California. On July 8, 77, however, the FBI raided Scientology offices in L.A. and D.C., seizing over 48,000 documents. Um, but, yeah. That was all one woman. Wow. That wasn't even part of Scientology. Wow. So, they, uh, the OSA, they're, they're bad and they still exist today. So, what do they do to their own members? Just take them out to the woods and whack them? I guess, maybe. Probably. I mean, they do the same stuff. They uh, they, they would do, like, defamation of character and make them go look crazy, stuff like that. So, but yeah, they did a lot to that woman. 
she uh, she had to deal with a lot. Um, she is she's still alive and kicking. She's um, still an author. Um, she's actually uh, Polish. No. She was born in Belgium during the Nazi occupation. Yeah, so you, I don't think uh, Scientology scared her. No, she she no. literally was in the worst place during the worst time. Yeah, yeah, and and her parents were killed at Auschwitz. Oh God. Yeah, mm. so I don't think she was scared of L. Ron Hubbard. No, no. Um, she was probably like, "Is that all you got?" Yeah, I've dealt with worse. The Church of Spiritual Technology, CST, has been described as the most secret organization in all of Scientology. Shelley Miscavige, wife of leader David Miscavige, who is the current leader, um, who has not seen in public since 2007, is said to be held at a CST compound in Twin Peaks, California. Oh, I want Twin Peaks now. Um, right. Scientology operates hundreds of churches and missions around the world. This is where Scientologists receive introductory training, and it is at the local level that most Scientologists participate. Churches and missions are licensed franchises. They may offer services for a fee, provided they contribute a portion of their income and comply with the Religious Technology Center, RTC, and its standards. So Scientology has like 30 branches of different organizations. It's ridiculous. The International Association of Scientologists operates to advance the cause of the church and its members across the world. Um, the church employs a range of media to promote itself and attract converts. Hubbard promoted Scientology through a vast range of books, articles, and lectures. The church publishes several magazines, including Source, Advance, The Auditor, and Freedom. It has established a publishing press, New Era, and the audiovisual publisher Golden Era. The church has also used the internet for promotional purposes. Church has employed advertising to attract potential converts, including a high-profile location, including in high-profile locations such as television ads during the 2014 and 2020 Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. The church has long used celebrities as a means of promoting itself, starting with Hubbard's Project Celebrity in 1955, and followed by its first Scientology Celebrity Center in 1969. Um, so the Celebrity Center, they are, they're churches of Scientology, but they're intended for artists, politicians, leaders, sports figures, um, they it is where all the celebrities go to go to church so that they don't have to be with the regular people um celebrity center headquarters is in hollywood other branches are in dallas nashville vegas new york city and paris they're described as places where famous people can work on the spiritual development without disruption from fans or the press 1955, Hubbard created a list of 63 celebrities targeted for conversion to Scientology. Of course, we've talked about this. Um, prominent celebrities who have joined the church include John Travolta, Tom Cruise, Kirstie Alley, Nancy Cartwright, and Juliette Lewis. Um, for those that don't know, 
Nancy Cartwright uh, is the voice of Bart Simpson in The Simpsons. Um, she is like, like yeah, I, I, she's an amazing voice actress. As, as, oh, a vo- yeah. as a voice actor, she is somebody that you look up to, but as a Scientologist, no. Um, and then Juliette Lewis, uh, she's been, she's mainly did a lot of like horror stuff. Um, yeah, but she, she was in nice. Starsky and Hutch. Um, uh, let's see. She was in Wayward Pines. Great show. Um, but yeah, she, she is one of them. Obviously there's hundreds of them, but, uh, the church uses celebrity involvement to make itself appear more desirable. Other new religious movements have similarly pursued celebrity involvement, such as the church of Satan transcend transcendental meditation uh, ISKCON and the Kabbalah Center, which we'll pr- we may touch on some of these other ones, um, just because they're they're interesting. Church of Satan is definitely an interesting one. Um, the uh, applicability of Hubbard's teachings also led to the formation of secular organizations focused on fields such as drug abuse awareness and rehabilitation, literacy, and human rights. Several Scientology organizations promote the use of Scientology practices as a means to solve social problems. Scientology began to focus on these issues in the early 1970s, led by Hubbard. The Church of Scientology developed outreach programs to fight drug addictions, illiteracy, learning disabilities, and criminal behavior. These have been presented to schools, businesses, and communities as secular techniques based on Hubbard's writings. Makes you wonder how many schools are using these. Yeah. Oh, God. The church places emphasis on impacting society through a range of social outreach programs. To that end, it has established a network of organizations involved in humanitarian efforts, most of which effort uh, operate on a not-for-profit basis. These endeavors reflect Scientology's lack of confidence in the state's ability to build a just society. Launched in 66, Narconon is the church's drug rehabilitation program, which employs Hubbard's theories about drugs and treats addicts through auditing, exercise, saunas, vitamin supplements, and healthy eating. To be honest, I'll say I'm a drug addict and go get free saunas. (laughs) Right. Or $10,000 saunas. Yeah. Uh, Criminon is the church's criminal rehabilitation program. It's applied scholastics program established in 1972 employs Hubbard's, uh, pedagogical pedagogical, blah, 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 whatever his, his stupid methods to help students. (laughs) The way to happiness foundation promotes a moral code written by Hubbard to date translated into more than 40 languages. Narconon, Criminon, Applied Scholastics, and The Way to Happiness operate under the management banner of Association for Better Living and Education. The World Institute of Scientology Enterprises, WISE, there we go with the fucking military anagrams, Mm -hmm. applies Scientology practices to business management. The most prominent training supplier to make use of Hubbard technology is Sterling Management Systems. Um... And with that, Sterling Management Systems, they 
they distribute stuff out to professionals, uh, dentists, accountants, veterinarians, optometrists, private practice professionals. Uh, they they train all of these business professionals in the ways of Scientology. Wow. Uh, um, so Hubbard devised the volunteer minister program in 1973, wearing distinctive yellow shirts. The church's volunteer ministers offer, offer help and counseling to those in distress. This includes the Scientological technique of providing assists. After the September 11, 2001 terrorist attack in New York City, volunteer ministers were on site at Ground Zero within hours of the attack, assisting the rescue workers. They subsequently went to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Accounts of the volunteer ministers' effectiveness have been mixed, and touch assists are not supported by scientific evidence. The church's critics regard the this outreach as merely a public relations exercise so um i actually remember the katrina one so what they do is they they do this in a lot of places that are hit with uh catastrophes um so they'll literally go out to this catastrophe site and set up a tent and start preaching there and giving them material. They don't really go help. They sit there and just advertise. It is insane. How it might they actually do it. get some. It might actually get some people interested if they actually went out and helped. Yeah. Um. The church employs its Citizens Commission on Human Rights to combat uh, psychiatry. It's the one we talked about before. While Scientologists taking action against discrimination, STAND, does public relations for Scientology and Scientologists. Church's National Commission on Law Enforcement and Human Rights targets what is perceived as abusive acts conducted by governmental and intergovernmental organizations like the IRS, DOJ, CIA, and Interpol. Through these projects, the church sees itself as clearing the planet, seeking to return humanity to its natural state of happiness. I ask that any Scientologist that is part of the church's National Commission on Law Enforcement and Human Rights, please do a ride-along with an officer. 100%. Please. And I hope they take you to the worst part and you get shot. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. I, I encourage that to everybody who has an issue with cops and all of that mm-hmm. without getting too political. Mm-hmm. There are bad apples in every profession. Sure there is. People are human. Um, I There are people that install fire systems and alarms that have used that experience to break into houses <laughs> and steal from people. I don't see Ben as a criminal because he works in the same job. Right. So it's the same thing. But if you have an issue, guess what? The best place to fix something is from the inside. So go do a ride along. Go check it out. Most places do ride alongs. Um, You have to sign up. Check out the website for your local departments. Um, 
but yeah, I, I highly suggest doing that. Even if you don't hate the cops and you just want to see what we do for a living. And um, along that note, Caleb, a lot of agencies also have a Citizens Academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you can go for a period of weeks, learn what the different procedures are for the police. And certain the procedures. Certain, certain procedures. procedures. Not every procedure. Certain procedures. Um, and it should be noted that attendance at such an academy does not constitute you to be a law enforcement officer. It just gives you a better awareness of what it is that we dealt with on a day-to-day basis. Or come to Kentucky, get in contact with us, and I will, the, my dad and I will put you through some scenarios of what we had to deal with. Sure. So, for sure. Some, some of that stuff, but, um, the church regards itself as the victim of media and governmental persecution. And the scholar of religion, Douglas Cowan, observed that claims to systematic persecution and harassment are part of the church's culture. In turn, it was noted that the church has tended to respond very aggressively to its critics, mounting numerous lawsuits and at times using extra-legal means to respond to those who threaten it. The church has often responded to criticism by targeting the character of the critic, church's approach to targeting their critics has often generated more negative attention for their organization with it being said that the church has proven to be its own worst enemy in this regard church has a reputation for litigiousness stemming from its involvement in a large number of legal conflicts it was characterized that the church as one of the most uh, litigious religions in the world it has conducted lawsuits against governments organizations and individuals both to counter criticisms made against it and to gain legal recognition as a religion Mm. its efforts to achieve the latter have also facilitated other minority groups to do to doing the same jp kumar who studied the church's litigation argued that victory was not always important to the organization what was important was depleting the resources and energies of its critics. Church's litigiousness has been compared to that of the Jehovah's Witnesses during the first half of the 20th century. Um, and, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, those deemed hostile to the church, including ex-members, are labeled suppressive persons or SPs. Hubbard maintained that 20% of the population would be classified as suppressive persons because were truly malevolent or dangerous. The Adolf Hitlers and the Genghis Khans, the unrepentant murderers and the drug lords. The church declares that one of its members is an SP. All other church members are forbidden from further contact with them, an act it calls disconnection. Any member breaking this rule is labeled a potential trouble source, PTS, and unless they swiftly cease all contact, they can be labeled an SP themselves. In October 68, letters to members, Hubbard wrote a policy called Fair Game, which was directed at SPs and other perceived threats to the church. 
Here he stated that these individuals may be deprived of property or injured by any means by any Scientologist without any discipline of the Scientologist. May be tricked, sued, or lied to, or destroyed. Jesus. Yeah. Following strong criticism, the church formally ended fair game a month later. With Hubbard stating that he had never intended to authorize illegal or harassment type acts against anyone. Right. It's kind of in the letter. Um, the church's destroy somebody. Yeah, the church's critics and some scholarly observers argue that its practices reflect the policy that the policy remains in place. It is widely asserted by former church members that fair game is still employed. Stacy Brooks, a former member of the church's office of special affairs stated in court that practices which were formerly called fair game continue to be employed employed although the term fair game is no longer used um hubbard and his followers targeted many individuals as well as government officials and agencies including a program of illegal infiltration of the irs and other u.s government agencies during the 70s they also conducted private investigations, character assassinations, and legal action against the organization's critics and the media. The ethics system regulates member behavior, and ethics officers are present in every Scientology organization. Ethics officers ensure correct application of Scientology technology and deal with behavior adversely affecting a Scientology organization's performance, ranging from errors and misdemeanors to crimes and suppressive acts, as those terms defined by Scientology. Um, I'm going to end it here because we are going to get into free zoners um, a little bit farther down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we're going to go into more critic stuff. Uh, some other philosophy stuff. Um uh, there's a part where Hubbard claims George Orwell talked about him and all of that. So, um, we will go with part four on that and wrap up the wrap up the series talking about the press and documents and stuff like uh, documentaries and stuff like that. Um, but with that, yeah, I, one, one more little run down the rabbit hole and, uh, we, uh, we'll be done with Scientology and we can move on from their psycho babble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so please join us next week. Um, and we want to thank you guys for watching. As always, uh, thank you for visiting Scarlet Tavern. Remember to turn in your glasses, push in your seat, and always tip the bard. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.